0: Have you ever gotten caught telling a fib? Maybe you told a grown up that you put your toys away, but then they found all your stuff shoved under your bed. Or you swore that you brushed your teeth, when really, well, you didn't. It's happened to the best of us. And in today's tale, we'll meet someone who gets caught in a lie they cannot deny. And the proof is in the palms. <laughs> I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called Clear as a Bell. Versions of this tale come from China. Interestingly, you'll also hear variations from the Ozark Mountain region of the United States. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this folktale, including someone you grown-ups may recognize from Top Chef and The Chew, Carla Hall. Her Food Network special, Holiday Baking Championship, is out now, along with her new children's book, Carla and the Christmas Cornbread. So, circle around, everyone, for Clear as a Bell. Many moons ago, there lived a justice who was renowned for her fairness and wisdom. People journeyed to her courtroom from miles around, eager to have the brilliant woman settle their disputes... One morning, the justice was in her chambers preparing for another day in court when the owner of a jewelry store walked in. The store owner's eyes brimmed with tears as he explained that, just yesterday, his jewelry shop
1: had been robbed. It was dinnertime, Your Honor, and I was closing up for the day when I discovered that a diamond necklace was gone. It wasn't in its case. I searched the store high and low, but I couldn't find it anywhere. I'm certain, Your Honor, that the necklace was stolen.
0: The justice furrowed her brow as she handed the man a tissue. I'm sorry to hear it, sir. Do you have any
2: idea who could have taken the necklace?
1: Well, that's the problem, Your Honor. (laughs) The store owner wiped his nose. I don't know who the thief is. Business was brisk yesterday, and I must have seen dozens of customers. I called them all up when I got home, but not one of them would confess. Every single person who visited my store yesterday claims they're innocent.
0: I see. The justice tapped her chin as she gazed thoughtfully at the ceiling. All right, sir. Here's what we're going to do.
2: Tomorrow morning, I'll have all of the suspects brought to my courtroom. I want you to be there, too. And I promise, by the time the day is through... We'll find our culprit,
0: and you'll find your necklace. Once the store owner left, the justice summoned her clerks, her assistants, to her chamber. Listen, folks, I want you to go out and find me
2: a bell. I'd also like you to bring some sturdy rope, a dozen pots of black ink, some poles, and some curtains. Thick, heavy curtains.
0: The darker, the better. Now hop to it. The next morning, the justice's courtroom was packed with people. The store owner was there, along with a handful of guards, a throng of onlookers, plus dozens of suspects in the theft of the diamond necklace. Sitting at her bench was the justice, her sharp eyes scanning the crowd, Never before had she seen this many suspects in one case. But instead of calling each suspect up to the bench and questioning them, she made an announcement. Ladies
2: and gentlemen, I have presided over this court for many years, and I have tried many cases. I have found thousands of people innocent and thousands of people guilty. But the decision in today's case will not be made by me. Instead, I've brought in some help. Clerks?
0: The courtroom door opened, and the Justice's clerks appeared. They were pushing a cart. On the cart was a massive bronze bell. As wide as a table and as tall as the Justice herself... The assembled crowd watched with fascination as the clerks attached the gleaming bell to a rope suspended from the ceiling. The bell hung just low enough to walk up and touch.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this bell that hangs before you, it will tell the guilty from the innocent and the innocent from the guilty. It will issue a ruling on this case.
0: The crowd was astounded. You see,
2: ladies and gentlemen, this bell is touched with a sort of magic. In order for that magic to work, I will need all of our suspects to please rise from their seats and form a single-file line facing the bell.
0: The suspects were confused by the judge's request, but they got to their feet and did as they were told. Good. Now...
2: One by one, I want you to approach the bell and deliver your testimony. Tell the bell everything you remember about the day of the robbery, what time you visited the jewelry store, the reason you visited the jewelry store, and whether you came home with anything, whether purchased
0: or stolen. The suspects were even more perplexed now. Was the judge really asking them to talk to a bell? But again, they did as instructed and took turns walking up to the bell and sharing their stories.
1: Okay, well, if memory serves, I visited the jewelry store around nine o'clock in the morning.
0: Around 12 o'clock noon.
1: Around 6 in the evening, I think. And um, just before closing time.
2: I was there to buy a present for my niece's birthday.
1: For my nephew's graduation.
2: For my sister's wedding.
1: In the end, I bought some earrings.
2: Some cufflinks.
1: A bracelet and a ring.
2: I didn't buy anything myself, but that doesn't mean I stole.
1: I definitely did not steal.
2: I'm innocent.
1: So innocent.
2: You have to believe me.
0: The stories went on and on. When the suspects finally finished and returned to their seats, the Justice laid her elbows on the bench, clasped her hands together, and addressed the court.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Now that the bell has heard our suspect's testimony, it will begin to determine who the real culprit is. But for the bell's powers to work properly, it first must be hidden from view.
0: Clerks? The Justice's clerks scurried over to the bell, their arms full of the supplies the Justice had requested. They used the bamboo poles and black velvet curtains to construct a sort of tent so that the bell was covered completely. As for the final item on the Justice's list, well, we'll get to that in just a bit. Nice work, clerks. Not
2: an inch of bronze is peeking through. So, now that that's done,
0: the Justice's eyes gleamed, let
2: the magic begin.
0: What do you think will happen next? Does a bronze bell really have the power to tell the guilty from the innocent? We'll find out after a quick break. I'm Rebecca Shear. Welcome back to Circle Round. Today our story is called Clear as a Bell. When we left off, a wise justice was looking for the thief who stole a diamond necklace from a jewelry store. Before the trial, the justice asked her clerks to fetch her five things. Rope, poles, heavy curtains, black ink and a bell, the biggest bell they could find. At the trial the following morning, the judge told the courtroom that this case would be decided not by her, but by a bell that was touched with magic. But, the judge explained, the bell's powers only worked if it was out of sight, so she had her clerks use poles and curtains to build a tent around it.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, before the bell can reveal its verdict... We must do one more thing. I want all of the suspects in this case to stand up again, then take turns walking up to this tent here, reaching their hands through the curtains and touching the bell.
0: A murmur rippled through the courtroom.
2: What stunt was the justice pulling now? I'm sensing some confusion in the room. Allow me to explain. It is believed that if someone touches this bell with an innocent hand, a hand free of wrongdoing, nothing will happen. But if you touch the bell with a guilty hand, a hand that has robbed or stolen, the bell will ring and ring and ring. It will ring so loud and so clear that the entire city will hear it. And the entire city will know of your guilt. So, shall we begin?
0: All eyes were on the first suspect as he approached the bell. Slowly, he lifted his arm, stuck his hand behind the curtains, and then... Nothing happened. Now the next suspect approached... She held out her hand, pushed it behind the curtains, and, again, nothing. One by one, the suspects reached their hands behind the curtains. But each and every time, the bell stayed silent. Once all the suspects were back in their seats, the jewelry store owner jumped up and pointed an accusing finger at the bell. His face was pinched with anger.
1: That bell, Your Honor, is bogus. One of these people stole a diamond necklace from my shop, yet the bell didn't ring. So much for magic, now I'll never know who robbed my store.
0: The assembled crowd broke out in a hubbub. A stir swept the room as they chattered amongst themselves. Was the jewelry store owner right? Was the justice's bell really a load of bunkum?
2: Order in the court! Order in the court!
0: When the room quieted down, The justice turned to the store owner with a sympathetic look. Good, sir.
2: I understand your frustration. But I promised you we would find the culprit. And I assure you, we will. She turned back to the suspects. Now listen up, folks. If you did not steal the diamond necklace from the jewelry store, if you believe you are innocent of this crime, Please raise both your hands.
0: Hand after hand shut up as suspect after suspect proclaimed their innocence. Before long, the air was swimming with hands. The justice stood up from her chair and came out from behind the bench. Her bright eyes traveled across the room from suspect to suspect until at last they rested on a tall man in the back row.
2: You, sir. You. You. Are the one who stole the diamond necklace. Guards, take this man away.
0: Immediately, two burly guards began marching toward the back row. The man leaped to his feet.
2: But, Your Honor, Your Honor, how can I possibly be guilty? The bell didn't ring when I reached behind the curtains and touched it. That's because you didn't touch it. Your hands are clean. They're what?
0: All eyes were on the man now. It was true. His hands were spotless. But as the other suspects began to realize, their hands were filthy. All of their fingers and palms were smeared with something black. And when the judge marched over to the tent and pulled back the curtains, everyone saw that the bell was smeared with something black, too. Black ink.
2: You see, sir... If you had actually touched the bell, your hands would be covered in ink, just like everyone else's are. But you didn't touch the bell, did you? Because you knew you weren't innocent. You didn't touch the bell because you feared that it would ring out your crime, your guilt, and let the entire city know you stole the diamond necklace. This court is adjourned.
0: And so it was. And with the help of a magic bell, the case of the stolen necklace was solved. All right, okay, so perhaps the bell wasn't actually a magic bell. But after that case, everyone agreed that the justice was most definitely a magician. Now it's your turn. Want to solve a mystery of your own? Why not make a mystery box? Find a box, any box will do, and put one item inside. Then close up the box, bring it to a family member or friend, and have them figure out your item by asking yes or no questions. Like can you write with it? Can you eat it? Is it bigger than a baseball? Once they figure out your item, switch places and have your family member or friend put together a mystery box. Then, use your detective skills to determine what's inside. This week's story, Clear as a bell, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by our supervising producer Anne-Marie Sievertson. Eric Shimalonis does all of our original music and sound design. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has drawn a black and white picture for every circle round story so you can color while you listen. Grown-ups, you can find more than 140 of our coloring pages on our website, wbur.org slash circle round. While you're there, you can also find links to the Circle Round t-shirt, soundtrack, and coloring book. Special thanks to this week's actors, Jason Ennis, Thais Harris, Rishikesh Irway, Edward Hong, Ken Jackson, Faith Saley, Nick Shally, Alexia Trainer, and Carla Hall. Carla's Food Network special, Holiday Baking Championship, is out now, along with her new children's book, Carla and the Christmas Cornbread. Our featured instrument this week was the handbells. To learn more about this handheld percussion instrument and see a photo, you can visit our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Want to help us spread the circle round word? Please give us a five star review on your favorite podcast app and tell your friends to subscribe to the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling round with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you.
1: My name is Audrey and I'm from
2: Canada. My favorite stories that you tell is the princess and the egg and the gold in the
1: garden. And I love you because you tell stories.
2: My name is Burley and I'm from Bath, Maine. And my favorite story is The Noblest Tale because
1: I like when Luna gets the thorn bush out of his butt. Hi, my name is Mary Margaret. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. My favorite circle round story is the fire on the other side of the world because it shows that little friends can do big things. Hi, my name is Tessa. I'm from
0: Honolulu and my favorite story is the mountain guardian and my favorite part of it is when the shepherdess goes to the mountain and gets all that money from the Lion's Mouse. Hi,
1: my name is Joey, and I'm from Honolulu, Hawaii. And my favorite Circle Round story is The Great Acorn Robbery. My favorite part of it is when Hawk turns Squirrel into Flying Squirrel.
2: My name is Ellie, and I'm My favorite Circle Round story is every one of them,
0: and I love you. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's WBUR.org circleround Circle Round,
1: or wherever you and your grown-ups
0: get your podcasts.